0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but it probably helps if you have. And if you do proceed, just be aware that there are plot spoilers. Enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy. evening
0: hello hello you
1: all right hear me all right
0: i can indeed how are you
1: yeah good good well um as you were a little bit late again and also once again practicing careless whisper i've got it down now do you want to hear
0: <laughs> yes yes i do amazing i love
1: it that's good it was was, i was doing that while i was waiting and also googling if there's anything the council can do if your neighbor keeps parking in front of your drive because i'm oh really is that old
0: well i think the answer there is to threaten him with violence Um, yeah that's definitely what the council would want you to do
1: well if you think about it authoritarian government is a form of violence so I think
0: <laughs> You're just <laughs> getting rid of the metaphorical <laughs> And going to the literal
1: Yeah, just 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 going straight in there Skipping through it I get a baseball bat with some wire on it Like Steve from Stranger Things
0: <laughs> Yes Love it You'll have to like... have the Steve hair
1: I really want Steve's hair
0: Oh, he's given us it's the recipe for it now
1: I know, yeah that was that was one of the best bits. His kind of taking on taking Dustin under his wing. I I loved that, and I I I think this season Dustin like became my favorite character. Obviously, we love Finn Wolfhard; he's our fave. But yeah, Dustin is the best. And they had the final scene. Okay, slight spoiler alert for Stranger Things two. If you haven't seen it, the final scene at the dance where he was having a little cry because none of the girls wanted to dance with him and then he dances with an older popular girl to time after time and then every breath you take man that was that was welling up that was very much welling up
0: i think um as you've given a little minor spoiler to stranger things we need to do some random bits of stranger things misinformation or or maybe stranger things pref-
1: misinformation yeah Is this or our maybe new, stranger our things new, um... fake <laughs> strange news
0: yeah stranger things fake news Um, throughout this episode, just to put people off. So I'll I'll start with with something big. You know, there's some big important things that happen, Um, like uh, Finn Wolfhard grows an adolescent moustache, and that's a big part of the plot.
1: Yeah, like he's auditioning to play Poirot.
0: Yes. (laughs) To be fair, I'd totally have him as Poirot.
1: I would go for that. He could do that.
0: I would go for that, would go for that.
1: Ooh, ooh. There's something else I should tell you before we proceed. At any minute now, a pizza is going to be delivered to my house.
0: Oh, mate, where's my pizza? You should have delivered one to my house <laughs> as well.
1: Podcast pizza. That's actually <laughs> like a good, um, it's a good prank, isn't it? That people, that people do on people. It's like have if every, they crowdfund and get like people to deliver random pizzas to the house of their homophobic senator or whatever
0: yeah yeah it's 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 like a nicer version of swatting okay. uh which is not very nice at all
1: i think um was it cards against humanity did it did it to one senator and the but it was potatoes and people kept sending potatoes with like messages carved into them to this guy's house
0: Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen that before. The other really good one is um, making donations to charities in the name of someone who hates that charity. Oh yeah. So people who hate gay rights and they have, uh, you just start making donations in their name to various gay rights support groups. Yeah, Um, it's it's brilliant.
1: Yeah. So at some point, I will disappear for just two minutes to get some pizza, and then I will eat said pizza in the background because i'm a professional podcast person
0: as long as we get a pizza review who who have you gone with is, is uh, this a possible sponsor opportunity
1: well yeah if i mean if we say if we say the name then they have to sponsor us and give us free pizza right i mean that's how it works
0: that is how it works for sure
1: yeah um so it's pizza hut pizza has chosen wow. Because um, we have we have a Pizza Hut and a Domino's near us, and also Village Pizza in Surbiton, which is quite good for an independent pizza shop. Well, to be um, honest, you've, you've pe- got the
0: choice of a hut or an entire village of pizza right there. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you've got so much more opportunity with the village of pizza.
1: Yeah. But it, it would just be wasteful, you know? I'm a simple man with simple needs. All I need is a hut.
0: You just need a hut's worth of pizza, not an entire village's worth of pizza. <laughs> You're right. You're a stronger never, man than I, Paddy.
1: <laughs> I honestly never thought about it. But a hut is kind of low-key, isn't it? Yeah. When you're thinking about where would I get my pizza from? A, a hut doesn't actually sound that good. It's, it <laughs> sounds <laughs> do, ramshackle.
0: Do I go to the pizza hut or the taco yet? <laughs> the taco yet. Yeah. That's the question. Well, the...
1: The yurt is probably more likely to have a sort of nice flame cooking deal going on, whereas you're not true. sure if a hut would even be a hut would even be standing up or be able to withstand extreme weather, let alone have a proper pizza oven because those things are hot.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's like a you know expecting good things of a pizza shed. Are yeah, you gonna pizza end up, shed. Are you going to end up with some screws in your pepperoni pizza? <laughs>
1: yeah, some nails. <laughs> Pizza Shack, Pizza Shack.
0: Oh, I, I think like Shack that.
1: has has a kind of rustic, rustic retro charm to it.
0: Well, yeah, it? you have you have Shake Shack, don't you?
1: Yeah, Shake Shack, exactly. Yeah, Shake Hut just sounds like a sort of bad dance school. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Ooh. we don't usually get pizza on a Monday. We're recording this on a Monday, but uh, we both had very long days at work that overran. And we're very very tired when we got in, and we're like, should we get pizza? Let's get pizza. But the reason we go to Pizza Hut is because they do this these chicken strips that my good lady wife is very fond of. So she gets those, and maybe has a couple slices of the pizza, and then I get the rest of the pizza. So I'm not gonna
0: lie, that's that's our that's our main reason to get Pizza Hut as well, along with the fact that Pizza Hut's the only one that delivers. But like we can go out to collect elsewhere. Yeah. But like Pizza Hut, that chicken man is. Is golden
1: do you mean delivers in the sense of a physical person bringing it to you do- your door or the the metaphysical concept of you know it delivers
0: well both really it 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 delivers on its promises of pizza and also <laughs> it does bring it to our door which is a very well, rare so- thing when you live in the middle of nowhere in sussex is you know the only other people that come round with food are like weird old women with poisoned apples and stuff like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, don't take those I know you're a sensible man, but I feel like you need to be reminded Just don't don't accept the apple, no matter how hungry you
0: are Yeah, there's a woman down the road in a weird gingerbread house That keeps trying to invite me and Katie in And it's like, no, don't do it no, It smells nice, but that smell is the cooking of someone else who she invited in
1: The old gingerbread house
0: Yep Which is probably the name of some hip like, It's probably the name of some hip bar in Shoreditch, isn't it? The old gingerbread house
1: <laughs> The old gingerbread house and they and gin is in capital letters because yeah. they serve gin and gingerbread
0: it's ginger gin is the only thing on that that's their specialty they've got like a whole yeah. side of their of their drinks menu which is all ginger gin based drinks
1: ginger gin ginger gin ginger gin <laughs> that's that's quite good you know yeah. did you um did you watch the apprentice last year Random <laughs> it was a random question.
0: No, I I stopped watching The Apprentice when idiots started taking over the world. Um, because I enjoy what? What... so. Back in the nineties. <laughs> no, when 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 the people that started winning elections were the kind of people who either were on The Apprentice or were the um the person running The Apprentice. I kind of gave up on it because these people deserve to be mocked and we get enough of that just on Twitter and on the news every day without seeing additional morons seeing stuff in other television programs. So I kind of skipped out on it.
1: This is very much true and I, I do think that as well. There's been a kind of apprenticification of political discourse which is a real shame. But at the same time, I enjoy watching bad people fail and The Apprentice does give you an opportunity for that every week. Although I haven't been watching it this year. But last year they made um there was a challenge where they had to make gin and the results were so piss poor that honestly <laughs> the thing that we just randomly came up with <laughs> ginger gin yeah, is that way better. better than both of the ideas. See, I'm gonna One of which was called Colony Gin and Colony was like Gin. A big racist gin. And the other one was orange. It was like a, a weird orange gin.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And one of the teams just like um, got really drunk and fell behind on the task because they were drinking so much gin and giggling.
0: <laughs> I mean, that sounds great, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just heard a slam of the door, which I think means that the pizza has arrived. So oh my I'm going to go and investigate. Stay on the line. I will be back in two minutes. All right.
0: In the meantime, I'm going to do a little um, Pizza Hut advert for them. Give
1: give, give us the advert
0: that we need. Yeah. So Paddy's off to go get his pizza now. And so I'm just going to say a little little something, you know. So Paddy clearly has felt the need for pizza tonight. Um, But he's not the only one. Around the country, millions of people will be thinking, oh, you know what? I really fancy a pizza tonight. But this is just a little bit of information for all of you out there that feel like you need pizza in your life right now, is there are people that are willing to give you the support with pizza that you require. Um, And this podcast's particular brand of pizza that it loves is Pizza Hut. Um, And Pizza Hut delivers a um, very therapeutic pizza. Um, It makes you feel good on a bad day and it's delicious and it's got lots and lots of different toppings from which you can choose and does incredible sides as well. Um, So if you're having a terrible day or you need something to help you get through some bad times, remember that Pizza Hut is always there for you in the same way that we are always there for you. So just bear that in mind. The next time you think, you know what, I want some pizza, try Pizza Hut. There's other brands out there but none of them quite fill that pizza-shaped void in your heart like Pizza Hut does. Thank you very much for listening. This has been a party political broadcast for Pizza Hut via Big Boys Don't Cry. Now, a little bit of music to tie you over. (laughs) Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Hut. Pizza Hut. Pizza Pizza Hut. The Pizza Hut. The pizza pizza Hut. did it did it, it, did it, the pizza Hut. did it did it, did it, did it, the pizza Hut. did it, did it, it, did it, the pizza Hut. pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Pizza I'm back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I got a very good shot of your armpit there, as you did as you, oh, oh, oh nice.
1: Sorry. You didn't get a,
0: you didn't get to see the pizza. I didn't get to see the
1: pizza, no. <laughs> There it is. Oh, the angle of the phone isn't really. I,
0: I I just about got a good shot of it. Oh oh, that there looks meaty,
1: barbecue meat feast. Oh,
0: mate, that is the ultimate pizza choice.
1: And have you ever seen this?
0: Oh yes, yeah, the Heinz garlic sauce. It's
1: Heinz garlic sauce. It's basically just like the Domino's dip, which is the best of all the dips. Um, and friend of the podcast Adam Molesky introduced me to it, and I'm glad that he did because it's like crack.
0: It is. It is. Great stuff, and it's also really useful to put on stuff other than pizza as well.
1: So we're also sponsored by Heinz Garlic Sauce. Yeah,
0: yeah. So basically, hein- we're just going Heinz on a garlic war- crack sauce. <laughs> we're going on a war against Domino's
1: <laughs> Yeah, fuck Dominoes! <laughs> fuck you, pizza. Fuck out of here!
0: <laughs> Although we should really be going on a on a um, on a war against. Oh no, I've forgotten his name. What's the other terrible pizza brand? The awful oh, one. Papa John's. Yeah, I was I was going to call it Fat Tony's. <laughs> um yeah we we don't like papa john's i mean not only because their pizza is genuinely shit but um it's now apparently the pizza of (laughs) of the far right and nazis are buying it is it yeah i i hadn't heard that yeah um i think he said something about um people shouldn't take a knee in um protest or something like that. And it was generally quite a mild mannered little political statement, but like genuine Nazi groups jumped on the back of it and were like, Yeah, we're gonna eat lots of Papa John's pizza. Um and so it's like it's double funny because like obviously it's now got Papa John's loads of bad PR, and it means that now Nazis are buying the worst of the pizzas.
1: That is hilarious. Which is great. Wait,
0: so so
1: there's an actual Papa John.
0: There is a literal Papa John, yeah. Um <laughs> He, he, that's it there is a real there is a real deal papa john um who apparently isn't i don't think they're particularly happy um about the fact that nazis are now promoting it um, which is probably, I, I wonder why probably probably understandable um but you know there's a picture um, of
1: a, an italian guy on the box and i assu- i was assumed it was just an actor that they got to play papa john i thought they can't be a real person No, sounds uh, like such a kind of like faco, like a caricature of an Italian man, for
0: pizza's sake. It's it's a genuine chap. Um, All right, John Schnatter is his name, which (laughs) doesn't sound very Italian, does it? No, sounds like a sneeze. I don't want to discredit him, but you know, would you trust a pizza being made by a guy called Schnatter?
1: No, I'd be like, don't be schnattering all over my pizza, man. This is just like the pizza edition. Yeah, you know what f- what film we should have watched this time? We should have watched Mystic Pizza, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually on the list because I've never seen it, and it keeps I've... coming up on Netflix on my like recommended films.
0: I've not seen it either. Um, can we have a burger edition where we watch Good Burger? In that case, I've not seen that either. Oh, dude, dude, you need to get on the Good Burger chain train. That is, it's a great film. Well, great might be an overstatement, but um. It yeah.
1: sounds like a um Diner's Drive-Ins and Dives spin-off, not gonna
0: lie. Well, Good Burger? Yeah. Oh wow. Is it? it No, it's it's not. It is Keenan and Kel. What? Yeah, Keenan and Kel movie.
1: I love Keenan and Kel.
0: Uh oh, you need to you need to get on the Good Burger. Uh, Who shoot. loves orange soda? Big boys love orange soda. Big boys
1: love orange soda. The only I have very few memories of Keenan and Kel. But I think I've told this to so many people, but there's one scene that really stuck with me, and it's like one of them worked in a supermarket. I think it was Keenan who worked in the supermarket, and Kel comes in, all like messing around, fooling around, and and Kel's like, "Get out of here, man! I'm gotta work. Get out of here." And like, um, Keenan gets up on the um the conveyor belt thing and scans his bum. And then a price comes up and he's like, hey, kill my book costs 13 <laughs> 95 <laughs> And for some reason, that to me was just the funniest thing I'd ever heard at the time. And it still brings it's me still, joy just thinking still, about it.
0: It's still good. And it's also the kind of thing that I imagine that we'd do. Is if you were working in a shop, <laughs> I'd definitely yeah. do
1: that. It makes me regret not doing that when I did work behind the till at Marks and Spencers. But I didn't get oh. friendly enough with any of my co-workers to do that. If only. Yeah, I did serve Cliff Richard, though. Did you? Yeah.
0: Was he nice?
1: He was nice enough. Yeah, We're wearing a very lurid pink jumper, perfectly pleasant. He didn't eat but a live
0: snake in front of you or anything like that, because I've heard he's <laughs> he's want to do that.
1: He's a, he's a good, he's an old snake eater. You know. <laughs> old snake eater, Cliff.
0: <laughs> Disclaimer: I have not heard that before, and it is not true. In case Cliff Richard comes after me. I, yeah. d- I don't want, you know, you can't really trust someone who eats snakes, so I'd be a bit scared if he came after me after hearing In
1: Okay, it. so he's, he's forced to cancel his world tour because of snake allegations. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh, good time. How's your pizza, Paddy? Is it good? It's good.
1: It's very, very good. How's the base? Claire... Is
0: it crisp?
1: It's, it's not a buttery biscuit base. No, <laughs> I think Claire's gone for the thinnest possible base, which is oh. very good. Um... Because I don't, I do sometimes like a deep pan and sometimes I don't. But yeah, this is very, very good. It's it's nice and soft.
0: For future reference, and for all of our dear listeners who might be interested in buying a Pizza Hut pizza at some point in the near future, um, you want to go for the classic base because then they like put a garlic crumb around the outside, so Mm. you effectively get a garlic bread as part of your pizza, and it's great. Yeah, no, this isn't the classic. I
1: think this is Italian, maybe.
0: You know what? I think I'm going to have to get pizza tomorrow night. We literally have no food in the house, so it may well be that we either do a shop or get pizza. So I'm going to start hinting at pizza,
1: especially seeing as I'm literally eating pizza in front of you. Yeah. On the podcast.
0: Uh, my 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 dinner tonight has consisted of toast from the freezer. Toast um, from the freezer. Yeah. So freezer just be, toast. Yeah. It's the, it's very depressing. It's like he, it's not even bread that's not defrosted. And that that was my lunch. That was my dinner today. Wait, this. so you
1: made toast and then froze it?
0: No, I I froze bread and then I put it straight in the toast. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's all right. Nothing but you, but you know how like it doesn't taste anywhere near as good as if it was like fresh bread.
1: Well are you going to defrost your bread in the microwave like a bread cook?
0: <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, but has your week been okay so far, other than that? Well, one day. And actually, how was your weekend in France?
0: Yes, yeah. So I flew back into the country today. I've been in France visiting my parents and going to one of their friends' 60th birthday parties, um, which was super nice, and it was really good to see everybody. It was nice to be out in France. I ate too much cheese, too much bread. I ate two chocolate eclairs over the space of three days, um, which I think was efficient. I had a croque monsieur. I had steak frites. Oh, um, I effectively t- try to cram in as much eating as possible over the space of the time I was there um, and I think I did a good job of it and then I come back into this country and eat toast <laughs> toast for dinner
1: See, even, even French toast is good
0: well yes exactly both, both the way that the French eat bread and actual French toast
1: yeah all it's, of those things yeah I'm glad you got in the Croc Monsieur as well. Yeah, That's man. It's a great one. Yeah. Because even better is the Croc Madame.
0: Well, yes, it was actually a Croc Madame. Ah. Got that egg on top because, you know, I'm not fucking around with my food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ain't fucking with no Croc monsieur. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. But did did you manage to watch um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days?
0: I did indeed, yes. Uh, I, I have watched this movie. Um, so I guess now we're going to talk about whether it's um, all right, all right, or whether it is <laughs> more than all right or less than all right.
1: Oh, there it's, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> all
0: right. I think it goes
1: on longer than that. Actually, I went to see Weezer with a um, friend of the podcast, Jonathan Rose, founder of oh, Croydon Rose. Tech City. And um, Weezer covered Hey Ya by Outcast, And that I bit mean... seemed to go on for a very long time.
0: That's um that's amazing. I wish I'd been there for that. That sounds incredible.
1: It was a really good show actually. Wembley Arena. Was surprisingly big for them, but not it wasn't sold out and it was it felt like it was mostly full, but we could sort of get to the front quite easily and stuff, yeah. Superb show. They played eight songs off the blue album. And then oh, a bunch wow. of other cool stuff as well. Nothing off of Hurley, strangely.
0: Oh really? That disappoints me.
1: Yeah, although Johnny genuinely believes that Hurley is better than Ratitude, and I think better than the White Album, I'll have to argue with him about this again and report back. But he was he was very much sticking up for Hurley.
0: See, I I do think that Hurley's better than the uh, Ratitude. Yeah, I'd I, I'd agree with him on that. Which one's the White Album? Is that the one last year?
1: Um. Yeah. So not the most recent one, which came out like two weeks ago. Yeah, the White Albums the one last year. It's got Thank God for Girls and um,
0: that You Want to Get High. Thank King God for Girls world. is a is a terrible song. Oh, that's an awful song, Paddy. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that one.
1: I thought that at first, but now that I've seen them play it live, I get it. Uh, okay. You have that with songs where it's, like, it's actually it's supposed to be like... A, it's almost like a metal song, like it's kind of heavy and driving... And they had a gallery of a bunch of British women behind them that ended with Princess Diana.
0: Ah. Oh, the only thing better than that is if it ended with the Queen Mother.
1: I think the Queen Mum was in there. Oh, really? As was the Queen. And a few other lizard women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Had you seen it before?
0: I had seen it before, not in a very long time. Um, cool. Yeah, it'd been a very, very long time since I last saw this movie. Probably around when it came out, um, which
1: was the year of our Lord two thousand and three. Yeah, the year of transatlanticism by Death Cab for Cutie, the greatest record ever made.
0: <laughs> I think you'll find that Hurley by Weezer is the best record ever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I hadn't seen it in a while. Um, but it was quite nice to go back and revisit it because um, it is a very fun film, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think that that's definitely accurate. It's a very, it's a fun and enjoyable film, um, and interestingly, I th- I'd seen it quite a few times before as well. It's one that we we actually own on DVD, and we got it out of our DVD box and put the DVD into the television like it was 2006 or something.
0: Oh wow, that's weird, man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because it's like, it's the kind of film that we put on when we're just a bit, we need something that's like just lighthearted and entertaining and easy to watch. Um, And it's definitely that kind of rom-com. It doesn't try and make any kind of big point. Although the title is kind of like, it's, I don't know, it's a bit misleading, maybe like it's going to be more instructional than it is. I always I, I kind of well, I think the first time I saw it, I expected it to be like counting down all the 10 days and all the different wacky things that she does to lose him and stuff. But it sort of follows that for a bit and then obviously becomes about, yeah, about their relationship forming and stuff, as you'd expect. I mean, it's it's an obvious film, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it what What I find interesting about it is that it kind of it kind of just chugs along at its own pace. Um, so it doesn't have that kind of structure you'd expect from the title. And it's kind of like, for a little bit, it's like, yeah, yeah, this is happening, and then, oh, yeah, how do these go in ten days? We'll show this for a bit. And then, ah, oh, let's, just, let's just fucking wander off that plot for a while, and then we'll see where we end up. But it's quite a nice, relaxed film in that regard, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's not tightly plotted, but it's not so loose as for you to be like, okay, why is that happening? It's just like, oh, okay, this is happening now. There's a dog pissing on his desk, or whatever. so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, but um, it's based on a book. Interestingly oh, enough, really, and I assumed that it would be a sort of book with written like a novel written for ladies as kind of a you know what they what they would refer to sort of quite meanly as chick lit. I thought it would be a chick lit book. But it's actually one of those, a book that looks like a sort of early example of what is relatively popular now, the genre of what we can call bad cartoon books. So, you know, you've seen these books that people give as gifts and they're like a bunch of stick man cartoons about parents and about parents being drunk or whatever. But back in the day, these were few and far between. And I think I'm going to look up the book, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, because like you couldn't even find it. Um, and it's just like a, a kind of jokey book about of like bad cartoons. It looks hilarious. Oh, right, okay. So it doesn't actually have a plot or anything. It's just like a joke book. Okay, 1998. The Universal Don'ts of Dating by Michelle Alexander and Jeannie Long.
0: Right, okay. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to read the description. Is your longest running relationship with the guy who pumps your gas... Are the women on those talk shows who date men behind bars starting to make sense? Do the men in your life seem to come with a 10-day expiration date? If so, chances are you already know how to lose a guy. You probably just don't know how you're doing it. Here are some clues. Start calling him your boyfriend by the next day. In fact, just call him. Call him again. Don't forget to make him a mixtape with all of your songs. And that's just for starters. With this book, you'll learn what not to say and not to do to keep your relationship fresh long after that ten-day expiration date. Boom!
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I want to read it. So, so this movie is effectively the rom-com version of um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. <laughs> <And> they-, <laughs> yeah. they took they took this material and then they built a plot out of it when there wasn't one to begin with.
1: Basically, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, if you think about it, at the how. We seem to have established on this podcast that you don't necessarily always take in is that rom-coms always seem to have some kind of source material. They're very rarely just written as an original script. And, but this is one of the more weird bits of source material that they took and obviously just made into a, a, a decent enough film, I reckon. So I think they did well to obviously pull out the essence and the idea of playing with men as being commitment-phobic but also women as having to suffer men's commitment phobia um and sort of doing things that drive men away and all the kind of cliches that come with that are managing to explore those you know without really making any particular point but what without kind of resorting to cliches or reinforcing those stereotypes either
0: yeah yeah i think i think so as well in that it, it does toy with those ideas but um it doesn't stray too much into that cliche territory and it kind of subverts them a little bit here and there, which is quite nice. Yeah. Sorry, got my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you in the middle of some pizza eating. Yeah, that's that's how good Domino's pizza is. Uh, no, no, Domino's yeah. pizza is bad. Oh. Don't eat Domino's. Oh. That's how good Pizza Hut pizza is. Oh, is that it's so good that you will you will have to stop <laughs> your podcast to eat a slice of pizza. It's that I'm going to have to edit delicious. that out. Yeah, you're going to have to, <laughs> rather than Domino's, just re- just take Pizza Hut from another part of the the um of the recording and just really like horribly yeah. cut it over the top. So it's like, <laughs> that's how good Pizza Hut pizza is. <laughs> that's how good Pizza
1: Hut pizza is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're going to hear it and they're going to pull their sponsorship.
0: Oh no, no.
1: So shall we preemptively diss them?
0: Yeah, they're well shit.
1: Get get in the bin, pizza.
0: <laughs> You're all terrible. We're now Pizza Village. Wait, Pizza Village? Village Pizza? <laughs> village Pizza. Village yeah. Pizza.
1: Not even Pizza Village. <laughs> pizza. It's pizza from the village. It's not a village made of pizza.
0: If only. Like the Smurf Village.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's also, weirdly, only one woman in the Pizza Village.
0: Uh, sorry, um, Matthew uh, McConaughey some, so, sorry can I have a little another pizza little sorry. all right j-
1: just one <laughs> somewhere <laughs> where I
0: used to live there was a pizza place called Veni Vidi Vici Pizza <laughs> um which a, is a really disturbing name for a pizza restaurant um but also it was a really sketchy place so i think like we were the only customers there and um it was very suspicious um, and we suspected that the people who worked there were all sort of like doing something illegal on the side because every so often you just have a guy come in that they shake hands with who'd go into the back room and then come out again with like no pizza. So it wasn't like they were a pizza delivery driver, but they may have been delivering something. It was yeah, possibly life snakes yep. to Cliff Richard. It was Same. a front, yes, but you know, delicious front.
1: Yeah, For, was the pizza
0: good? It was all right, yeah, yeah. Not too bad for pizza made by a bunch of drug dealers.
1: Well, that's the most important thing. I mean, as long I... as the pizza's good, I don't. And as long as the encounters with the snakes are consensual, <laughs> I have got no problem with the whole thing.
0: Yeah, no, it was all right. It was all right.
1: Well, that was a good name. It's like were they were they of Italian descent? No, <laughs>
0: no, they were okay. not.
1: <laughs> so that's like what vaguely famous Italianish sounding words can we find? <laughs> yeah. <to> put... <laughs> To put on our pizza front for snake crime.
0: I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been Mussolini pizza. <laughs>
1: hey, I would eat that.
0: <laughs> Makes the trains run on time.
1: I was gonna say, at least the pizza would get to you on time. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Where do you stand on Matthew McConaughey?
0: I, I love a bit of McConaughey in my life um i love him in his cheesy rom-com phase and i love him in his oscar phase um he's he's great i re- he's a really charismatic actor um i wouldn't say he's the most attractive guy in the world oh really yeah which i always found i a think he's bit... very handsome oh really like yeah. i think he's i think he's he's handsome but like you compare him particularly when you're looking at like his place as a piece of hot bod in rom-coms yeah um I think he's a bit odd-looking for yeah. for the rom-com crowd. Like, I think he's a very unconventionally attractive man.
1: Oh, that's interesting. See, I think of him as a, a very obvious rom-com type. I think of him as the, a very kind of archetypical rom-com rom-com hunk.
0: Mm, no, because I mean, I...
1: who who could we compare him to?
0: What in terms of how he looks, or no, the like, kind of roles?
1: Who is who is your real rom-com hunk then? If you're if you're not going for McConaughey.
0: I don't know, because cause McConaughey has, has a track record with it. But like, yeah. I think more like, I don't know, like the Owen Wilson, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Justin Timberlake sorts.
1: See, but- I was thinking of Owen Wilson as well, but then he's got that kind of, he's got like boy band curtains most of the time.
0: <laughs> but they've all got that kind of doughy eyed, quite like young looking look to them if you know what I mean they all look quite young and like conventional whereas McConaughey he's got that more like rugged rustic look to him he's a Um, refined gentleman yeah Um, in
1: fact when he gets to sort of 65 years old he can definitely play Clint Eastwood's character in the inevitable remake of the Bridges of Madison County
0: (laughs) (laughs) or he could play Clint Eastwood in a biopic of Clint Eastwood's life he actually which is, could, which is gonna happen eventually, isn't it?
1: I mean, and that would be interesting.
0: To. Yeah, I'd totally watch that. Um, going through
1: all of his right-wing phases and throwing a chair at Obama, etc. <laughs> which is oh, exactly no. how it happened. <laughs> throwing a chair at Obama. What are we talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, this is the danger of pe- the Pizza Hut pizza changes oh, your perceptions.
1: It gets in your brain. Uh, there's also i got i gotta tell you i haven't eaten all the pizza yet but there's also a cookie
0: oh a cookie we as well all
1: out yeah like, like a hot cookie in a box and it comes with this little tub of what is called vanilla ice cream but is not very much like vanilla ice cream but it's still good
0: is it is it pizza flavored is it, is it secretly <laughs> a pizza <laughs> Just... ice
1: cream pizza <laughs> I mean, I've heard of ice cream cake, but that's on another level. Well,
0: Domino's now does, and it looks revolting, like a p- a sweet pizza. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah, looks I've... really horrible. Um, I, I haven't tried it yet. but I'm, I, when I, I, I think
1: bought... Adam has tried it and he said it was good. Oh, really? I've eat- okay. I've eaten a sweet pizza from the supermarket. They have them, I think Goodfellas do one in the frozen section. Oh, that's yeah. That's actually quite with good. With
0: marshmallows on it and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I think I also burnt my mouth on one of them. So that was well, not a nice experience. Well, they can they can get
0: to fuck then. <laughs> um, so so McConaughey he has a really strange career curve, doesn't he? So like mm. some of his earliest roles were things like one of the Bad Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels, um, Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Richard Linklater's well. debut.
1: No, um, it was after Slacker, wasn't it? Dazed and Confused.
0: Yeah, Slacker came first, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, like he's in like Contact, aka the most boring movie about aliens. Never seen it. It's it's well boring. If if you want to watch that kind of movie, watch um, Arrival, which does the same kind of thing about communication yeah. with aliens that might be benevolent in a much more interesting way. Don't don't bother with Contact. Um, yeah. And then I'm he's... looking at his
1: filmography now. We've got U571, U-5-7-1. which I think. 7-1.
0: <laughs> you absolute
1: five seven one, which I think is um, it sort of feels like a vaguely American attempt to make Das Boot but less boring, but it's still really boring.
0: <laughs> it was really trashy, U five seven one. That's what I remember about that film. Um, was it, it all felt really cheesy and corny? I think I um, fell asleep. It does have Bill Paxton in it though, which is always a positive. Um mm-hmm. one I think probably the first movie in terms of my life that I watched with McConaughey was Ed TV which is kind of like a shit version of the Truman Show.
1: Oh, not seen that.
0: Um where this guy he he decides to take part in a reality TV show where this film crew just follows him around all the time. Um so it's like a bad low budget version of of the Truman Show basically where he knows he's being filmed. Um it's directed oh. by um Old beardy face Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a bit of an odd a bit of an odd film, but I think that was probably the first thing I saw him in. I don't know if I would have realised that it was him or not. Um but then after that he really got into into a few good rom coms, didn't he? So, you know, like the wedding. He had planner, a rom-com run. Yeah. Uh wedding Wedding Planner, How to Lose a T- Guy in Ten Days. In the middle, the best movie about dragons, Reign of Fire. Oh, Reign of Fire. The dragon yeah. dragons come back, and the only thing that can stop them is a deranged bearded Matthew McConaughey and an angry, <laughs> angry Christian Bale.
1: I remember enjoying that film. It's a time.
0: super fun film. Like I rewatched it a couple of years back and it's still silly good fun. Um and but then he kind of changed didn't he and it all changed around the time of the Lincoln Lawyer hmm. into sort of doing these more strange tense um, dramatic movies so we had things like the Lincoln Lawyer, Bernie, Killer Joe, Mud.
1: It's the period known as the
0: McConaissance yeah. <laughs> Yes
1: exactly um, Bernie is a fantastic Bernie film. Bernie is wonderful I watched, wonderful. It. I watched so it on good. a plane
0: Oh okay
1: <clears throat> I can't remember where we were flying to but yeah, I was very in, entranced by it. Very weird. It's also Richard Linklater, isn't
0: it? Oh, is it? I, I didn't think know that. So
1: maybe, maybe not. I mean, yeah, it is American black comedy directed by Richard Linklater, and it it's a black comedy because it stars Jack Black.
0: <laughs> That's literally the only reason that it's called a black comedy. Um, but it's a really good film. Um yeah. you, you often see great movies when you're on flights. I saw. Um, the Ides of March and The Descendants when I was on the flight, mm. um, which are two of what are now two of my favourite movies, but the first time I saw them was just on a flight, which was great. Um, and then obviously he's had like the Dallas Buyers Club and Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, big The big blockbusters like Interstellar, um, the less that's said about the Dark Tower, the better. But he seems <laughs> to have become this massive sensation. He's got an Oscar to his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did have that period um, See, and... the, the
1: first time I became aware of him properly Actually I think was I knew him as the rom Kong guy But because I hadn't watched a lot of them Or hadn't really taken it in I didn't really take in who he was um, And I'd seen him in um, Dazed and Confused and a few other things but didn't really like associate him with being like a massive star Until Magic Mike And suddenly like everyone was talking about Matthew McConaughey In this film Magic Mike Which was about male strippers And I still have not seen Magician Michael As they call it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Magic Mike! Have you seen it? I have. Yeah, it's good. Um, you yeah, watch it for this? It's yeah, it's a very good film. I've not seen the sequel.
1: Magician Michael XXL.
0: Yes. <laughs> M- Magician Michael goes to Giacomo I think is the
1: <laughs> Magician Michael: The Magic Circle Deluxe Box Set. <laughs> Did you get that for oh, Christmas dear. when you when you were a kid, like the red box that had all the like the magic tricks in it?
0: I I had. Uh, my parents took us to go and see Paul Daniels mm. once, and so we had a Paul. Me and my brother both had a Paul Daniels magic set. No way, which was amazing. Um, I don't. Me and Adam went like to see about. him
1: at the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, really? In twenty eleven, I think it was, and he was old, but he was he still he could still do it pretty well.
0: Oh, good stuff good stuff
1: and now he's dead
0: he is indeed um but yeah so so old uh, i don't i don't know how to how to do a neat segue <laughs> back in just bummed <laughs> out at the death of, of no, i dropped Downing. you in that one
1: <laughs> what i should have said was now he's dead and it looks like debbie mcgee's gonna win strictly
0: and then you can go back into the dancing um so yeah. so old mcconaughey you know he was in the shit american version of the full monty aka magic mike Disclaimer, I actually actually think that Magic Mike is a pretty damn good film Um, Yeah, but but It is clearly based on the full Monty Yeah, I mean, every movie is based on the full Monty
1: (laughs) To some degree To some degree Sensations is especially based on the full Monty (laughs) In as much as Sometimes the full Monty is a term used For a full English breakfast
0: Yeah, and then a full English Is one of the rounds Um, But then when they call it the full Monty Robert Carlyle and everybody else just start stripping in front of them for no reason and it's just a full scene and then it just ends and no one talks about it ever again.
1: Yeah. Although well, you see Rob Rob Carlyle in the crowd at the end when Smash Biscuits are playing. And then <laughs> but he's, the there, camera as, pans he's there
0: as Big <laughs> Yeah.
1: And he's he's about to really fuck some geezers up. <laughs> but we don't show that.
0: No, no but you you just know it's going to happen.
1: A great and terrifying
0: actor. (laughs) Yeah, I love Robert Carlyle. I I don't think I've seen something with him in that I've not enjoyed his performance. Um, He's wonderful. Um, But How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is full of other wonderful performances. So Kate Hudson is at her Kate Hudson best. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she's a very underrated actress, actually, Kate Hudson. I agree. I agree. Uh she's in and she's got quite a good range to her, so she's in like um sort of horror mysteries like the skeleton key as well. Um but she also has kind of been put purely into the um the world of the rom com.
1: Yeah, um, very much typecast.
0: Which I think is a bit of a shame. And I I'm not sure whether she's really been able to escape that just yet. <laughs>
1: No, um, I mean, I I struggle to think of other things that I've seen her in, but I feel like from her performances in films like this being quite good, it's like, you know, she could do some more serious stuff if she wanted to.
0: Yeah. And so I brought up The Skeleton Key, which I think is a really good film. It's a really nice mystery movie with horror tinges to it. I've um, not seen that. Which is, it's great. It's a great film. Um, and you just think like, yeah, come on, let's let's give Kate Hudson her McConaughey moment. <laughs>
1: The Hudsonics.
0: Hudson. <laughs> Let's give her a Hudson River of Awards.
1: <laughs> nice. And she had a baby with the man from Muse.
0: Oh I I he's a bit weird, isn't he? Old yeah. Muse guy.
1: Well, I mean, he's from Tinmouth. <laughs> so <laughs> So obviously he's weird.
0: But he's he's full on into his conspiracy theories, isn't he? Oh, really? yeah, like proper, I did not know that proper conspiracy theory nut um, all he, of the stuff is about, he a flat earth boy, I don't know if he's a flat earth boy, he's really into aliens, um, and I think some of the other weirder conspiracies that people really get into um but oh. but that's why um that's why there's so much stuff about aliens in the recent news albums, yeah, um, interesting because uh. Because yeah, he's he's proper into that kind of stuff. Um. Mm. So so yeah, Matt Bellamy loves those conspiracy theories. I don't know if we'll be able to get him on to talk about flat Earth theory. I um, bet I bet
1: he'd come on. I mean, he's not up to much right now, is he?
0: Um. N- no, I mean, apart from being an incredibly big band, I'm not sure what else Muse he's
1: up to. are they still a thing?
0: Uh, yeah, they're still a thing. I think they're still big. Yeah. They still sell out everywhere they play. And their albums wow. still do very well even though they've sounded the same for about 7 years. Yeah. And um, that
1: same is not good.
0: Yeah, yeah, that same is oh how I wish it was 2004. Um yeah. So uh yeah, here's a little thing. Apparently Matt Bellamy he talked about conspiracy theories of Colin Powell <laughs> when he was sat next to him. Colin Powell at the White House Correspondents Dinner in 2012.
1: <laughs> It was like, Colin, sorry, Colin, I need to get your opinion on something. It's very important to me.
0: He he asked him about hollow point bullets and asked why the government was buying millions of hollow point bullets.
1: I thought you were going to say the hollow earth.
0: <laughs> I asked him about hollow air. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else he talked about. But I mean, I'd love to have been. At, I'd love to talk conspiracy theory with Matt Bellamy. I think yeah. if if I could have one conversation with one musician, maybe it wouldn't be that, but that would be pretty high on my list.
1: Yeah, that that'd be pretty cool. I bet he's into his chemtrails. Like oh Prince. yeah,
0: I think he's. I think he must be a mega chemtrailer. Prince was into
1: his chemtrails. Oh, was he? Yeah,
0: yeah. Who else is purple, big into Purple
1: Rain? I mean,
0: it's <laughs> just all chemtrail. <laughs> yeah. Um Dan Aykroyd's really into his aliens, isn't he? Yeah. He, he's a yeah. real truth is out there type. I mean, you, you do get these, these big conspiracy nuts.
1: The, the alien stuff feels a lot more benign than flat earthing, I think. Because, like, well, we genuinely don't know what's out there in space, really. And that our capacity for space exploration is limited. Whereas it's pretty fucking obvious that the Earth is round. <laughs> like the snow. <laughs> Yeah. That's not hard to prove.
0: And I think like the general idea of there is alien life in the universe, that's kind of like statistically probable. Um less so there is intelligent alien life in the universe. But again, still there's the statistical chance of that. Whereas the earth is flat and there's a big global conspiracy, and if you don't believe me, you're a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> in the, you're a globe cuck. You're a globe cuck. Um, That's not really, um, you know, there's not really as much potential behind that. No.
1: Also, did you see that I, (laughs) oh yeah, you did, you replied to it. I tweeted the Flat Earth Society saying, I bet they hate these biscuits, which are called roundies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And they replied (laughs) replied three days later saying they're okay.
0: Oh, really? Did they not reply to my snarky comments?
1: (laughs) No, they didn't reply (laughs) about... About us referring to each other as choco cooks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love these people. At the same time, they scare me, and I wish they weren't around. But
1: yeah, do we reckon McConaughey? I'm just gonna control F and type conspiracy on McConaughey's Wikipedia page. Nothing. He's clean,
0: clean as a whistle. That That's good to know. Wait,
1: oh, it, it gets better. McConaughey rescued various pets stranded after the flooding of New Orleans from Hurricane Katrina. In 2006, he rescued a cat from two youths in Sherman Oaks, California before they could set it on fire. Jeez. Oh, dude. He's a good man.
0: Hope he kicked the shit out of those kids.
1: Yeah. So, well done to him.
0: I did a little Google search for Matthew McConaughey conspiracy, and the first one is um, something to do with he has an old doppelganger, like an old-timey doppelganger in a photograph. Um,
1: Oh, yeah. That's standard standard conspiracy stuff, isn't it? Like the whole Paul McCartney died in 1971 or whatever.
0: And Nicolas Cage is actually a vampire because of all the photos of people that look like Nicolas Cage throughout (laughs) time or the portraits and stuff, um, but oh, the, ne- shit, the next the yeah. next one down is Matthew McConaughey gives out free turkeys in Kentucky on his birthday. Is oh, is man. this something that actually happen- happened?
1: Happened? Is the everything you hear about Matthew McConaughey just makes him better, which is quite rare in a person.
0: Because <laughs> because even his like because um, he had a he had a bit of a celebrity arrest, didn't he? Oh, um, did he? Back when he was a young'un, but I think it was just for having some cannabis on him. It's like
1: well No, ah, okay. We can forgive that.
0: Oh here we here we no, go, then... here we go. I've had a little look. Um in nineteen ninety nine he was arrested in Texas for resisting arrest and possession of marijuana following a disturbance in the early hours of the morning. He was found at home naked, playing music very loudly on bongo drums. <laughs>
1: Oh no! Not the bongos! Not the bongos! <laughs> oh no, that's
0: ruined him for you, Paddy, hasn't it?
1: Oh no! Never get too
0: close to your icons. <laughs> oh, I feel so let down. Um, He he denied the drug charges, which were subsequently dropped, but was charged with disturbing the peace. He pleaded guilty and paid a $50 fine, which I think every time someone's playing the bongos, they should have to pay a fine.
1: That, in my opinion, is quite lenient.
0: Yeah. Cut off the hand well, and least... hit the bongo.
1: At least it wasn't a cajon.
0: That's true.
1: Or congas, or a cocktail drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> All of which have a circle of hell reserved for them.
0: <laughs> it's the various layers of hell are um just different sized drums. Yep. Until you reach the the singular bongo at the bottom.
1: The drum circle of hell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, drum circles often are hell.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we agree that Matthew McConaughey is good. That Kate Hudson is good. And I think they have a very good chemistry in this film. as well. That really, really carries it. Because I think if there wasn't chemistry between them, the scenes, especially where you know that they're both essentially at cross purposes because of the dramatic irony plot where... She's trying to deliberately lose him within 10 days for a news article that she's writing, and he's trying to get her to fall in love with him in 10 days. So there's a there's a quite... Um, there's a neat conceit, but the, their chemistry manages to carry it off, because if there wasn't chemistry, you'd just be like, yeah, well, obviously she's doing that because of the thing. So it covers up the, um, the arbitrary nature of the dramatic irony, I'd say.
0: Yeah, and... Um... And I I really like that they've got that kind of thing going on, but they don't go overboard with it. Um, I would say, though, that the most fun I have in this movie is in those moments where they're trying to um, sort of push each other's buttons in that way um, without either of them knowing what's going on. And I think, like, the movie kind of loses a little bit in its finale. Um, Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy those moments, particularly where like they're at the uh, they're at the basketball game, and he keep and she keeps making him get up to go and get her stuff and yeah. stuff like that. And, and those kind of scenes I think work really well because you can see that tension of like that's not how she normally acts, and she's kind of enjoying messing with him, and then yeah. he's obviously trying not to say no and trying to appear very happy and compliant and complacent in this regard um and yeah it's it's really fun to see those kind of scenes and 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 that's where their chemistry really shines through between the two of them
1: yeah for sure and what i really like about the basketball thing is that she's clearly the biggest sports fan but she hides it from him because she's trying to be all kind of like losing a guy ditzy whereas there's the really good scene when they go out to the restaurant and she pretends to throw a hissy fit and go to the bathroom Um, And instead she's in the kitchen watching the basketball game, trying to catch up on it with the kitchen dudes. And I think that was a really smart scene because it proves that there's like layers to her. She's not just a dumb journalist trying to write this dumb article. Although they actually laid that on very, very thick in the opening scene where she literally says, I want to write about politics and refugees and stuff. And they're like, no, you can't do that because you need to have a rom-com plot now.
0: Yeah, you can't write about this stuff. Um, and And then there's that really funny bit at the end of the film where she's like well i've got to move to washington now <laughs> Whereas yeah she's she's in new york <laughs> there is there is no shortage of important writing jobs in new york um yeah and like i don't think it's established that she's got another job in washington no it's, a, it? com- she, it's she's a convenient just thing
1: like, that drags her away so that they can have a, a last scene on a bridge it had to be on a bridge
0: right it has to you know it has to be on a bridge um that that's how it works, um but yeah it's um yeah it's, it's kind of like maybe it's like if she was like well i'm i'm i you know I really wanna make traditional deep dish pizza, well I've gotta to move to Chicago, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm gonna open a chain called Veni vidi vici pizza
0: and <laughs> get a side of live snakes and some drugs with your <laughs> pizza <laughs>
1: How to lose a snake in 10 days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, So, so, yeah, the
1: ending is kind of dumb.
0: Yeah. I I don't think the film... And I don't think it's a movie that necessarily needed that traditional rom-com dramatic ending either. So it didn't really need them to, like, hate each other momentarily. And, like, I really enjoyed the scene where they're both singing at each other at the end. Yeah. Um, that, that
1: is a very funny scene that feels like it was almost semi improvised, even though it's probably not with Marvin Hamlish playing the piano. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um and it's it's yeah, it's it and that's a very funny scene, but then it does end with she's sad and she walks out and he's all like, You've betrayed me. You're tearing me apart, Kate Hudson. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: basic it basically is that. Yeah. Wait, wasn't didn't The Room also come out in 2003? Oh my god. Or is it, it slightly later?
0: Was it 2003 or 2004?
1: It was 2003! Uh, oh my god.
0: Same, same year. <laughs> what a great year for film.
1: I, I, was like, I want to go back to 2003. That's like the best year for culture.
0: I just clicked on most popular feature films released 2003. And The Room has come up as number one. I don't know whether that's because I looked at The Room most recently. And so it's automatically (laughs) come up as number one. But at the moment, it's number one above Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and Love, actually.
1: (laughs) Shit, dog. Love actually came out that year as well. Yeah. And Elf. An Elf? I've never seen Elf. uh,
0: Your favourite director, uh, Quentin Tarantino, released Kill Bill. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. old boy
1: at that time i thought it was acceptable because i was 15 so <laughs> yeah.
0: he, he's come out and said that his next movie isn't about charles manson which i'm very relieved about because right. i think i said before i think a movie about charles manson directed by quentin tarantino is probably the worst idea in the world is um, it
1: about his poor friend harvey weinstein
0: <laughs> yeah i think maybe he's just gonna write a, he's gonna do like a woody allen-esque thing um, who's also a massive creep who can fuck off Yeah, um, and it's also definitely massively overrated bummer. Woody Allen's films are shit people fucking get off that program I,
1: I have enjoyed a number of Woody Allen's films and I think we should do it on this podcast to discuss it but mostly the more that you know about him is the opposite of the McConaughey effect the more that you know about him the more you're like actually he's a total pervert and it really comes across in his films about how all of them are about male power over young women
0: See, I, I I, think most of his films are terrible and I, I don't enjoy his brand of comedy or his brand of direction or his brand of writing. He can get in the fucking bin.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I've definitely really enjoyed some of them, like Annie Hall or whatever in the past, but it's like, yeah, when you know that much about him, you know that it's so self-serving. It's so, like, the man is this hilarious figure and the women who just play things and it just feels yeah it feels uneasy.
0: I'd rather watch the bridges of Madison County twice what? than watch a Woody the- Allen movie.
1: <laughs> Seriously any Woody Allen film. Uh even like one of the early slapstick ones. Yeah which maybe aren't quite funny. Maybe
0: bananas. Bananas yeah. is good. So yeah maybe I'd prefer to watch <laughs> bananas um but yeah yeah he's uh, massively overrated. Get him out.
1: Yes, I agree. And he keeps making him as well. He's about two hundred and seven years old and he's still <laughs> churning him out. Woody I Allen don't know how he does it. Woody
0: Allen is like the common cold in that he will just have a slight mutation every time he's got to release a new movie and then it'll reappear. I
1: think I'm getting a common cold right now to be honest. You're getting a Woody Allen. I'm getting I'm getting getting a proper Woody on <laughs>
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, it was a uh, it was a good movie for directors you hate it was a good year for directors that you hate because Lars von Trier released Dogville in 2003 as well yeah uh, it, it was an incredible year the for Christmas the talking fox no unfortunately not although the name suggests that it should be um, apparently yeah. 2003 was a great year for Christmas movies because we had Elf Love Actually and Bad Santa was released that year as well alright okay so,
1: yeah. a film that I think was unfairly panned at the time Bad Santa
0: yeah and it's got a cult following now but at the time it it didn't really make as big a dent as people as it probably should have um, yeah it's a really funny film Um, but yes uh, yeah Woody Allen, Woody Allen can get in the bin Um, woolly allen woolly allen
1: (laughs) i don't care what material you're made of you're going in the
0: bin more like fucking velour allen isn't he piss off (laughs) so
1: yeah i just looked i just realized on matthew mcconaughey's wikipedia page that the 2012 to present period is labeled the McConnaissance on wikipedia (laughs) it's in inverted commas but still
0: i think you need to get rid of those commas (laughs) (coughs) <laughs> <coughs> Bless
1: you. Yeah, citation needed.
0: Yeah, you know this is an official time period. They're gonna it's gonna go down in the history books, titled as such. Um, but th- this is a very good rom com, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'd say it's one that actually kind of it's a standard setter because I think it actually had a lot of imitators in the mid to late two thousands that weren't as good. Um, and I think it did the there's always there's always some kind of um some kind of bet or whatever isn't there but this one i think does the the sort of the bet plot quite well um and the characters all have chemistry it's genuinely quite funny it's silly obviously uh, there are, and there are moments where you're like that is kind of stupid and where the the stupidity of the scene like with the little dog and stuff like the stupidity of that sort of overwhelms the romantic plot and you're like oh come on get on with it and it's relatively long at 116 minutes but um, the moment when you realise it's actually it's done it's work is the scene when they go to meet his family um, and it's quite tender and they're down on Staten Island and they're playing card games and she's very genuine and they get ice cream and they're walking up on the boardwalk and it's like they kind of both let their guard down a bit and that's when the real romance creeps in and you're like yeah, yeah, we'll let them have this, this is nice
0: it is and it um it's a really nice scene that one. Um and it really kind of brings home that they are that there's more to this relationship than just the um just the bets that they have going on, just her just her um article she's writing and just his bet so that he gets that good deal. Um and and yeah, it's really nice. Um and I just wish that the whole movie was nice like that really. Um, because it's quite a it's quite a nasty premise, this whole two people are not going out with each other to go out with each other. They're doing it to, you know, prolong their careers, as it were. Um but everything that's based around it is done in such a nice way that that kind of isn't very impactful apart from that scene where they both find out and they're both furious about it and they're both very upset and like i think it would have been really funny if and perhaps it would have made it a little bit more interesting if they hadn't gone down that route at the end where she gets angry he gets angry they storm off they never speak to each other again until he reads the article and then he's like right i've got to go find her i've got to jump on my motorbike and stop a cab in the middle of a bridge
1: yeah yeah 'Cause it has to have it has to it has to be on a bridge. It has to be on the on the uh the bike. What I l the bit that for some reason it always really makes me laugh out loud is the like she's he stopped the cab. The cab driver's waiting there. They've done the speech, they've made up and the cab driver sort of comes in and he's like, Hey, you coming or what? And he's like, You can carry on, my good man. This woman has alternative transportation Or he says something like <laughs> yeah. He de- he definitely yeah. uses the phrase alternate transportation and it's like that isn't something your character would say. That's a really weird yeah. scripting, and it feels really incongruous and strange.
0: Do you think it that originally? Do you think that originally they had Colin Firth in mind to play the lead? Because it's a very <laughs> Colin Firth kind of line.
1: That would be terrible. Actually, that would be really awful.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining Colin Firth playing poker. I can't. Yeah.
1: Oh. I'm a I'm a Colin Firth denier. I not get it. Yeah, apart from a single man, I think he was quite good in that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's handsome. I don't think he's a good actor. I can't think of anything he's done that's been good, really. You, apart from that, you mean? You Kingsman weren't... looks like the biggest pile of bollocks.
0: Kingsman is great, Paddy. Yeah, it's it's genuinely really funny. Imagine um, Men in Black, but about James Bond yeah so it's got that stupid um that stupid like vaguely tongue-in-cheek comedy that kind of pokes fun at stuff like james bond basically um, oh, i've right. not seen the second one but the first one is very very funny
1: i've heard nothing but bad things about the second one
0: i've heard good things about that as well um most of the stuff i've heard bad things about is like oh it was about british people but now they've got americans in it and it, ruined it I'm like no fuck off <laughs>
1: does does the film need to do a brexit
0: it does it needs a it needs a brexit on the go yeah kingsman 3 the brexit that that would be great if if like can can they do a a a spy movie apart from it's all post-brexit and it's all to do with the limitations on how difficult it is to be a spy with no collaboration between various different international groups yeah
1: oh yeah we'd lose um we'd lose out on interpol wouldn't we (laughs) so so just imagine
0: james bond walks into hq and he's speaking with q and he's like oh what have you got for me this time it's like well unfortunately we can't get all of the technological improvements anymore to help make your spy pen because you know we've lost our eu funding so here's a regular pen and a gun uh we were going to tell you about this person that we need you to assassinate but unfortunately we've lost all of our hopes of interpol and um, he's based in France and we no longer have the support of the French government in terms of doing yeah. surveillance. So, you know, yeah. here's a map with a big X drawn on it in crayon. <laughs> he's somewhere around here. Go and kill this man.
1: As soon as he gets to Calais, he's done. You know, as long as he's within the as long as the villain is within the UK, it's fine. So they just Bond basically just ends up dealing with like local criminals, like the kind of people who park their van in front of your car. and Fly that kind tipping. Of thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be very impressive. I'd I'd love someone to make that movie.
1: I would watch that film.
0: <laughs> James Bond stuck in security at Gatwick Airport for seven hours because they've lost all of the like <laughs> they have to go through full restrictions now instead of the speed uh, streamlined approach for the EU.
1: Yeah, he's like, but I've got one of them e passports. Doesn't matter.
0: He gets shot and he loses his European health card. And he's gotta yeah. pay full price for healthcare in France.
1: Or someone tries to shoot him, but he's he's got his European health insurance card in his like top breast pocket and the bullet bounces off of it. <laughs> oh, Strong anti Brexit message.
0: Yeah, I think we need to write this film. Definitely. Uh,
1: apparently Paddington 2, which is number one at the moment, apparently that's got a strong anti-Brexit message. Oh, really?
0: Does Paddington yeah. turn to the camera and say, Boris Johnson, you're a fucking prick? <laughs> it
1: says, Boris Johnson, you should lose your job and go to jail for, for lying about a British person in Iran who is in jail falsely because of your lies. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what Paddington says.
0: You can shove your marmalade sandwich up your ass, Bojo.
1: <laughs> no one likes marmalade anyway. <laughs>
0: It's disgusting. Uh, I I don't mind a bit of marmalade on white, like really heavily processed white toast. Same with lemon curd. But but they're the kind of things that you can't put on good bread. It's got to be on really terrible bread. Yeah. Have you ever had milk roll? Milk roll? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's a. See, it's I've a...
1: never had it. But um, I heard it mentioned on. Um... Friend of the podcast, Martin Johnston, aka my dad, he does a podcast called "Flying by the Seat of Our Pants." It's very good; you should listen to it. But they talked about milk roll this week, and I was like, "I've
0: never, never had it." Yeah, it's so good. So that
1: sounds like the kind of thing that would go well with marmalade. It because is. the bitterness of the marmalade would be offset by the sweetness of the bread.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the perfect <laughs> kind of bread to have, um, with like marmalade and lemon curd, um, or if you've got like a sweet peanut butter. Like a kind of a kind of vaguely cheap peanut butter. It's really good for that kind of stuff. Not one for the crunchy purists. No, no. If you're a crunchy pur- purist, you don't want to have your milk roll. But yeah. Oh, I love lemon curd, though. Yeah, lemon curd. That that's that's one of my shame. faves. I heard that um, Brexit means we won't be able to get lemon curd. So you know.
1: Oh, what? We... But British people are mostly lemons.
0: <laughs> They're mostly turnips.
1: Yeah, turnip curd. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so disgusting.
0: <laughs> that's our future, Brexit voters. Thank you.
1: Yeah. That's this is the will of the people. The will of the people is turnip curd. Turnip
0: curd with bits of crunchy acorn. That's what yeah. we've got now going forward because of you. How yeah. dare you. You crunchy purists. <laughs> 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 Make Britain crunchy again. Uh, we're Britain spending three hundred and fifty million a week on on uh, the EU. Why don't we put that all into crunchy peanut butter instead?
1: Yeah, we're spending it all on lemons. Yeah. We should be spending it on turnips instead. Yeah, exactly. You know, good British turnips.
0: <laughs> None of this foreign lemon bullshit. <laughs> None of this delicious food from foreign nations. <laughs>
1: Do you want to hear a, a note that I wrote down about how to lose a guy in 10 days? Yes. It says here, naming penises is funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it is. It is funny.
1: There's a, a whole joke about him calling his penis Kroll the warrior king, which is very funny.
0: Yeah, it's, it's great. It's really good. Um, and, and what's funny is, have you ever seen Kroll? No. It's a terrible movie. But like it's a perfect name for a penis.
1: <laughs> Just like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so Krull, I think, is the one that has the amazing spiky boomerang. Um, so the hero's got this like boomerang sword thing that he throws and it's like magical and it spins around and comes back and kills people. It's kinda like a lesser version of Conan the Barbarian, that kind it, of thing. It
1: sounds like it from the name.
0: Um, it's yeah, it's really, it's really terrible, but great in the same way. Whereas, like some of those movies are really good, like Lady Hawk is a fantastic film, hmm. um, and Willow is wonderful. Um,
1: mm, have I seen that?
0: Um, I feel like I might have seen with, that with once. Young Val Kilmer in it. Yes. Yeah, I have not and,
1: seen
0: and that for a Warwick, long time. And Warwick Davis is a yeah. really, really good film. Um, and so, like, it's it's odd because there was this huge um, like zeitgeist, as it were, of 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 um, fantasy movies back in the eighties, um, and then they kind of just disappeared, and only reappeared again when Lord of the Rings came out. Um, but there's something special about all of those eighties movies, and not just because it gives you various characters that have excellent names that you could use for the male appendage,
1: like Peter Jackson. <laughs>
0: Peter Jackson, um, yeah, Boromir is a good name for a penis, isn't
1: it? <laughs> any, any Lord of the Rings on, like less,
0: <laughs> or even place names, Lothlorien.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Although you got to be careful with the dwarf ones, because as we know, nobody tosses a dwarf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got some blue comedy on the go here. Tonight.
1: They knew what they were doing <laughs> with that line. Toss me they out. They knew a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> they knew a hundred percent. They did. Well,
0: yeah. Um but yeah, so like in Willow you've got Mad Martigan. That's a great name for a penis. <laughs> um in, in Ladyhawk you've got uh Navarre, which is Ruke Hauer's character, or even better, Gaston, which is Matthew Broderick's <sighs> character. Gaston? Yeah.
1: Roughly as big as a barge. <laughs> I'm eating a lot of eggs at the moment So I'm making a lot of Gaston jokes in the kitchen
0: <laughs> What do you think of uh, of Luke Evans as Gaston
1: I think he absolutely Steals the show Yeah, he... he is fantastic I, as Gaston
0: I am not a fan of the live action remake Of Beauty and the Beast at all I'm not a very I'm not a fan of it in the slightest but there's two things in it which I really enjoy one of them is Dan Stevens as the beast I think he's really good mm-hmm. um but above all else Luke Evans as Gaston is incredible um so much yeah. so that I wish he was around and like made into cartoon form and put into the original because he's so great yeah
1: I thought you were gonna say I wish he'd get his own Gaston spin-off Netflix series which I'd watch I would that. totally watch, I'd watch That'd that would be amazing yeah. And the guy who plays La whose name I can't remember, oh, Josh Gad. Josh Gad, yeah. yeah, is also in the new Murder on the Orient Express, which we went to see on the weekend, and is oh, quite good.
0: How's that? Is it all right?
1: It's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an entertaining romp, isn't it? Not trying to do anything special. It's not highfalutin. Kenneth Branagh as Poirot is quite silly, but it's good. Yeah, it's it's highly entertaining.
0: Who did it? Was, was it was it everybody? Well,
1: spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Murder on the Orient Express. Everyone done it.
0: Yeah. So so they didn't change it then? It wasn't no. like... Okay. No. Turns out Poirot did it. <laughs> Turns out nobody did it and it was just an accident. It was just a yeah, paranoid yeah. detective. Yeah.
1: He fell on a knife 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, also, it's Johnny Depp and I don't feel very comfortable about him still getting work in films but because his character gets stabbed 12 times it's kind of okay
0: yeah i'd watch that i'd i'd watch him being violently murdered um <laughs> <laughs> that that that's that sounds like good i think maybe should we get all of these people together um all of these horrible assholes in hollywood together and be like hey we've got a really good project for you it's going to reignite your career and then we send them to like trash island in the middle of the atlantic with nigel farage <laughs> is that like love island <laughs> it's like love island apart from only literal pieces of trash are allowed there so so, so i'll call up johnny Depp and be like hey 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 j depp i don't know if people call you that but now they do um we've got an amazing project for you directed by woody allen We've got harvey weinstein on to uh to produce Ooh. you know yeah. it's going to really reignite your career it's going to be great um Here's the coordinates for where you've got to come for the first day of shooting. Here's a script from Brett Ratner. You know, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> um and then we just get them all there. And then, you know, we either leave them there or we just set them on fire. You know? Yeah.
1: No, we make we make them do challenges on camera for <laughs> cheap laughs.
0: And then and then whoever loses each week gets set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Battle Royale but entirely made up of dickheads.
1: Until there's an eventual winner,
0: and then they get set on fire as well. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they get sus on fire, but not in the worst possible way, whereas all of the other ones... Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the, the winner <laughs> gets fired into the sun.
0: <laughs> this sounds like a brilliant... Yeah, this, this sounds like, A, like something that would be on after Brass Eye be yeah. like the best idea for television ever it's, it's like the Some, running something
1: man. that would be on after brass eye on channel 4 at 1am or something that would be on itv3 pre-watershed
0: <laughs> yeah i'm game i'm game for this we're gonna make running man a reality apart from it's people that are genuine scumbags not faked by the government scumbags
1: yeah trash island you heard it here first <laughs> trash
0: island you can have a little thing at the bottom promoting sensations as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll show the first we'll drop the first ever trailer in the ad break in the middle of one of the one a particularly climactic episode.
0: Do you do you think people should be allowed to vote for who goes or do you think we should be the judges? Because people are are known for having terrible opinions.
1: You can't trust people. No. We should be the judges. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They will show the the trailer for Sensations um, in the middle of the episode where Boris Johnson gets bummed by a wolf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, consensual bumming, I might add. Yeah, yeah. Of it's, course, it's, it's not non-consensual bumming. Boris would love it. Yeah, he does. He likes having sex with wolves. It's, <laughs> it's a well-known fact about <laughs> Boris Johnson. In fact, all On trash island, <laughs> all, all dog-like animals. Uh, he's a he's a filthy bastard, is Boris Johnson.
1: Yep. And that's just the Brexit issue. <laughs> oh, good times. So, how to lose a guy in ten days. Yes. The bit where um he comes up with the the slogan, <laughs> Ladies, frost yourselves. That that is hilarious.
0: I liked it, yeah. It was it was great. Um yeah, yeah no. there's it's full of nice little moments like that. Um but there's two like bromates as well, the two idiot bromates.
1: Yeah. Adam Goldberg and that other guy who's always a nerdy bromate.
0: Yeah. Whose
1: name I can't remember.
0: Lesser goon, I think. <laughs>
1: Lesser of two goons. Yes.
0: It's, 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 it's his perpetual name.
1: He's good. And then there's um he gives the dog beer. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that the first few times. So I only noticed it this time. But apparently beer kills dogs. Oh, really? Because I I think it was two years ago, the um, autobiography of young football man Jamie Vardy was published. And there was some controversy about the fact that he told a story of himself um, getting drunk and giving beer to the club's dog. And then the dog died.
0: Oh, Cause, um, cause so
1: jamie vardy killed a dog
0: because <laughs> <laughs> i've heard i've heard i've heard that from quite a lot of people that they give their dogs a bit of booze every now and again yeah just to shut them up <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i didn't realize it i mean it, it surely can't be an instantaneous death
1: he must, no You no. must have
0: given it quite a lot of booze quite a lot of beer
1: yeah i think there was there was quite a large quantity of booze given to this dog and maybe it was a small dog you know. yeah but still say so yeah, i was worried for the the health of the the ugly dog in 10 things uh how to lose a guy in 10 days so there i go calling it 10 things i hate about you <laughs> so every cannot, every film is 10 things i hate about cannot you cannot get away from
0: 10 things i hate about you
1: no it's too good it is but yeah so that's a that's an interesting thing uh She makes a Photoshop album of what their children would look like, which is brilliantly creepy and really hilarious.
0: I really want to do that now.
1: What, for me and you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that would make it super creepy if I then (laughs) sent it to Claire.
1: Yeah, yeah, as a Christmas present.
0: (laughs) 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 Or or like, I just had a load of photos of you and Claire and I just Photoshopped my face over hers in all of them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That wouldn't be that hard to do no because i know you you got the photoshop i do skills. use
0: photoshop quite a bit so yeah I, that wouldn't be too difficult for me to do um
1: hey, there's your christmas challenge
0: <laughs> all right cool
1: uh i'm gay cool. so yeah do we have anything more to say about this
0: um i don't have anything else to say i feel as though we haven't said very much about it but
1: I know this has been a very tangential episode. <laughs> yes.
0: Um the I I think uh in terms of in terms of a trivia section yeah I think Gwyneth Paltrow was once on on board to be in this instead of What? Yeah, so she was originally going to be Kate Hudson, which I don't think wow. it would have worked as well because Kate Hudson's got that real sort of like energy to her. Which Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't necessarily have. Yeah, um,
1: I can't. I can't. I don't think she'd have chemistry with Matthew McConaughey. No, no.
0: So I think they, they, uh, they, they dodged a bullet there by not having her. Mm. Um, in it. Um, tie to one of our previous movies. Um, at the party towards the end, two songs are played in the background that appear in Audrey Hepburn films. Moon River. Yep. And, I noticed that. I made and, a note of that. Yes. Yeah. And one from Sabrina. The theme from oh. Sabrina is played as well, um, which is nice. Yeah. I noticed Moon River and I was like, oh, that's nice. It's nice.
1: Yeah. And it's quite a nice, sort of smooth jazz version. Easy on yeah, the ears.
0: Yeah. Although nothing beats the Audrey Hepburn version of Ops, which is yeah. great. I think the
1: music in um, "How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days" was pretty good as well. Like the intro and outro had some decent sort of pop punkish music sounding that I didn't quite recognise, but that was good. And whenever there was any kind of mischievous moment, you got the jaunty mischief clarinet playing in the background.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I think the the one thing that it needed was a bit of uh, "It's been." <laughs>
1: yeah, it's been. <laughs> <laughs> on the intro, although the the title sequence is good, um, it's got all like her magazine articles and stuff, yeah, and all the, the names come up as like headlines. I think that was, that was quite fun. It is, it was a little bit word art, but still a nice way to set the scene. I thought,
0: yeah, I was waiting for you to mention, uh, <sighs> mention that actually, um, because I know you're a fan of your title sequences, and this seemed to have a very, you know blammy title sequence which i thought you might approve of
1: i I very much approve of it and her name is andy anderson which is funny (laughs) in and of itself
0: (laughs) Uh, i long for the days when my name was rob robertson
1: (laughs) you you changed it did you yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh dear
0: um yeah so i don't have anything else to add
1: um, no, I think I think we've said all we need to say. Really, in between other things, it's a it's an in, an enjoyable and light hearted romp that had I think spawned some pale imitators in the rest of the mid two thousands. But is actually an early example of the sort of good, fun and enjoyable rom com. Yeah, and
0: uh, McConaughey's handsome. He is handsome. He's a handsome chap. Yeah, and a talented chap.
1: A handsome and talented chap. That's all I've ever wanted to be.
0: <laughs> You're both of those things. Oh, thanks.
1: So, how, a, I, th- I thought of a scale. Obvious one. How many days would it take to lose you in this
0: film? Yeah, I like that.
1: Got got half the way there.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Mm, mm, I think 14 days.
1: You know what? I completely agree. Ah, so that's what I—that's what I was going to say.
0: So I'd—I'd I'd make it through the Kate Hudson, like, ruining my my basketball. I'd make it through the creepy photos. In fact, I'd probably play along with that because that was shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yes, at some point after the dramatic conclusion, a few days later, I'd be like, actually, no, mate. <laughs> See I've had enough. You should go to Washington. You should all. go to Washington. Just a few days. Later. Your your
1: alternate transportation is cancelled.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a. It's an enjoyable film. It's. It's not like groundbreaking. You're not going to watch this movie and go, "Wow, this was awesome." No, um,
1: it's in no way subversive or anything no but
0: it's but it's fun and it's funny and it's nice and you'll get roped in with the characters and you'll enjoy it yeah um
1: and you'll want to name your very own penis at the end <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes
1: um so what uh, what is next
0: is uh, your choice so it is it is my choice um and i have chosen um something a little bit more modern cool um, so we, we've jumped fully into the 2010s at this point and um, we're going to watch another film that's kind of about miscommunication uh, we're going to oh. watch Friends with Benefits
1: ah okay I don't believe that I've actually seen it
0: ah, okay. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts
1: I th- I think my good lady wife saw the poster and dismissed it as vulgar <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the poster of which had Justin Timberlake pointing his finger like that, and Mila Kunis holding her hand up in a ring, like an anus.
0: <laughs> the, okay, yeah, good idea. The the entire movie is just about her making anus jokes for for ninety minutes. That's all See, that is. sounds
1: fine. Yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> At least it's shorter than the bridges of Madison County. Yes. So.
0: <laughs> Which had a distinct lack of anus <laughs> jokes.
1: <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a single one. No,
0: and that's why I hated it. Every yeah. movie needs to have somebody on fire and anus <laughs> jokes. That that's all I ask. And I mean, is it that difficult to include those?
1: Yeah. Would you are we, are we gonna put Clint Eastwood on Trash Island? <laughs>
0: Uh, no for his his crimes no. against Phil. No, he he's A done too many excellent movies.
1: Um, well, there was that time he threw a chair at Obama.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that was totally uncalled for. <laughs> um but I heard he was just throwing it to try and put off Clint uh put off Clint <laughs> <Richard>. <laughs> put himself off. <laughs> he was trying to put off uh Cliff Richard as he was eating a live snake.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, the Cliff Richard defense. He just got a bit
0: (laughs) Cliff Richard defense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Bridges of Madison County is two hours and fifteen minutes long. It's a long ass (laughs) film, and
0: there's not a single butt joke.
1: No, not one. How
0: bloody dare they? It's unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) shocker how dare they
1: right cool I will very much look forward to watching that yes that'll be great and as always if you have anything you want to tell us about if you want to send someone to Trash Island let us know we'll sort it out yeah you can email us at (laughs) bigboysdontcrypodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at bigboysdontpod yeah
0: who would you like to see on Trash Island if you say us we're going to hunt you down and give you a slap yeah, but, if you say
1: us, we'll put you on. Trash yeah,
0: Island. you will end up on Trash Island, and we will vote you off first.
1: Yeah, so so you get the worst possible death by fire. Yeah,
0: exactly. And also, it means that you have to spend time with like Nigel Farage and Woody yeah. Allen and Michael yep. Gove. Should we put Michael Gove on as well? Yeah, he's a go bag.
1: Definitely deserves to be on Trash Island. De-
0: Never trust someone who doesn't know how to drink a glass of water and doesn't know how to clap properly. <laughs>
1: yeah. He can't drink a pint, can't drink a glass of water. He's definitely a reptilian, because he seems to be unable he... to drink at all.
0: Yeah, and he's sneaky like a reptile. Yeah. But he's like an incompetent reptile. He's like a tortoise. He's yeah. like a tortoise underneath in, in a human suit. <laughs> if you push over Michael Gove, he can't get back up again. That's, yeah. that's actual truth.
1: He's, he's very exoskeletal.
0: Oh dear! Yeah, right. we want
1: your pick. You want your picks for Trash Island. Yeah, we'll read them out.
0: Yeah, we want to know who do you want to send to Trash Island. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. Well, that's about. It's about going to do it for us. We'll see you next time. We'll talk about friends with benefits.
0: All righty. Bye bye.
1: All right. Bye.